0: Welcome to the Hustle Sanely Podcast, a show that equips you to leave overwhelm behind and step into a life of peaceful productivity. Around here, we believe it is totally possible to pursue our goals without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing our mental health and relationships. I'm your host and productivity expert, Jess Massey. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Hustle Sanely podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I just got to say it. The Hustle Sanely squad is the best of the best when it comes to online communities. And I am really grateful that I get to steward such a solid group of women. I really do love this community with my whole entire heart. And I don't take it for granted that you hit play every week on this show. So thank you. Thank you for being you and thank you for being here. Before we hit the ground running with today's topic, I always start each episode by sharing a review of the week, as you guys probably know by now. So, this week's review comes from the username is Nicole Babyface. And Nicole says the title of her review is The Best and Only Productivity Podcast That I Listen to. Okay, wow. I am honored. Thank you, Nicole. And her review says, This podcast is everything I've been looking for. The <laughs> Being a college student trying to build a business on the back end, I always find myself feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Jess's weekly tips guide me through those feelings and help me realize I can hustle but most importantly, sanely. Thank you Jess for creating this podcast. Love you girl. And Nicole, I love you too. I am so glad that you are a part of this community. You are my heartbeat because I know what it feels like being a college student and trying to build a business simultaneously. And it takes a lot of heart and a lot of grit. So kudos to you for showing up and going after your dreams, girl. And in case you didn't know, we are doing a November podcast giveaway, and there are only two requirements to enter. One is follow me on Instagram at Jess Massey. Pretty simple. We have a great time over there, I promise. And then number two is leaving a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review this month, even if you've left one in the past. And if If you need help, you don't know how to do it, head over to my Instagram at Jess M. Massey and then watch the In the Know highlight bubble and there's a quick little tutorial in there, just a little video showing you exactly how to leave a review for the show. This month, I am giving away three of my favorite books that have helped me learn to live a less frantic and more present life. The three books are The Ruthless, Elimination of Hurry, Present Over Perfect, and Rhythms of Renewal. If you haven't already, go listen to episode episode 56 of the show because I read some of my favorite lines from these books and I explain why I love them so much. So again, go listen to that episode after this one if you did miss it. And I will be announcing the giveaway winner here on the show the first week of December. So make sure to get your review submitted before the end of November. And now let's chat about today's topic. The title of this episode is Five Habits to Keep You Sane Through the Holidays. But to be honest, these five habits are ones that will keep you sane all the time. But the holiday title, you know, it was just catchy and I really do recommend getting these habits on lock before we head into the end of November so the title is still fitting. It makes sense. These five habits are a part of my daily and weekly routines and I hold them near and dear to my heart because I 100% notice a difference in the rhythm of my days and weeks if I skip them. When I'm being disciplined in these five habits, I am more grounded more peaceful, and I am more present as I go throughout my days. But when I skip out on them, I find myself more apt to feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and exhausted to the point of being pretty much unpleasant to be around. Now, I've been practicing most of these for a few years now, but there is one new one that I've been practicing since the summer, and I'm sharing that one last. These five habits have really improved my mental health and how I show up for my life. So I just had to make sure that you knew that you need to be doing these in the name of hustling sanely your way through the holidays. So number one is, and this is not going to surprise you, journaling. Journaling is such a healing thing for me, you guys. I have been an avid journaler since I was a little girl and I really do credit my emotional maturity to journaling and to prayer too. And I'm not saying this in a prideful way, but I'm saying that journaling has really allowed me to learn how to be vulnerable with myself, which in turn has allowed me to be vulnerable with others. And that's where connection and growth happens in relationships, right? Friendships, romantic relationships, all of it. Connection and growth come from being vulnerable and having that open communication. Journaling allows me to extract things that might be buried pretty deep down in my heart that I didn't realize were there because I've unintentionally or even sometimes intentionally just been pushing them down as I go through my day-to-day life because I don't want to deal with it. Listen to me, friend. You are never, and I mean never, too busy to check in with your heart and your mind to assess how you are doing, period. Journaling is a tool. And it's a practice. I've already explained how it's a tool, but what do I mean when I say that journaling is a practice? You might hear that and be like, um, that I don't get it. Like, please explain. It's something that you have to show up and do often in order to reap the benefits of it. You can't buy a beautiful journal from anthropology, write in it once or twice a year, and expect to feel grounded and aligned when it comes to your emotional and mental health, you know? I practice both guided and free journaling just depending on the day and where my head and heart are at. And honestly – on each day, I usually practice a combination of both, so I want to explain the difference of those two to you because I feel like a lot of people get intimidated by the idea of journaling, so this might help you a little bit. Guided journaling is when you are using prompts to help guide your writing, and free journaling is basically you and a blank page and whatever <laughs> comes out, so if you're brand new to journaling and it feels kind of foreign or overwhelming to open up to a blank page staring back up at you, give Give guided journaling a try. The digital Hustle Stanley journal in my shop is a great example of a guided and a free write combo journal. I'll link it in the show notes for you guys if you want to check it out. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have heard me share and talk about that I'm working on a new hustle sanely paper journal that's going to be coming out next spring, and that is also a guided and free write kind of combo journal. Um, so I'll link the waitlist for that paper journal in the show notes for you, so you can be notified whenever it's ready. If that's something that you're interested in, but I'm really, really passionate about journaling because it helps things not build up and fester inside of your heart and your mind. And that's what causes us to hit that point of exploding our feelings all over our loved ones is when we let things just stay in and fester. But journaling helps me process my feelings, which allows me to communicate them more clearly, which generally leads to a more desirable outcome, you know? So that is the first habit that will keep you sane throughout the holidays doing some kind of journaling practice. The second one, and this is not going to surprise you either, is gratitude. I will never, ever, ever stop shouting the importance of gratitude from the rooftops because it changed my life. And listen, I am not even being dramatic here. I used to be such a pessimist, believe it or not. I actually have a whole podcast episode on that, and I was so hyper-focused on every Everything that I didn't have and everything that wasn't going well in my life that I completely neglected to pay attention to what I did have and what was going well. Y'all have heard me say this before, but it makes so much sense. When you focus on things to be grateful for, you find things to be grateful for. When you focus on things to be ungrateful for, you find things to be ungrateful for. Okay, so I have a little, an example for you. Has this ever happened to you? When you have a conversation with someone about something specific, you start to notice it everywhere. This happened to me with a conversation that I had with my grandma. So we were talking about Birkenstocks, yes, the sandals, because she loves them and she swears by their comfort. After that conversation, I noticed people wearing Birkenstocks everywhere that I went, the grocery store, the spin studio, the Target that I go to, the gas station, everywhere, you guys. I was seeing people with Birkenstocks on their feet. So did people start wearing Birkenstocks overnight, the the day after I had that conversation with my grandma? No, people had been wearing them, but I just hadn't noticed because I wasn't looking for Birkenstocks. Intentionally recognizing what you're grateful for positions you to be open to receive more to be grateful for. It's not magic or anything weird, but because you're looking for opportunities for things to be grateful for, you're going to find opportunities to be grateful for. Make sense? Now, I write a gratitude list in my journal every morning and knowing that I'm going to be doing that causes me to pay attention to things throughout the day that I'm grateful for because I know that I'm going to be writing them down in my journal the next day. So whether you keep a daily gratitude list in your journal, you keep a note on an app in your phone, or you just say what you're grateful for out loud while you're waiting for your coffee to brew. I don't care. Just have some sort of daily gratitude practice to help keep you sane through the holiday season. Hey, really quick, before we finish up this episode, I wanted to ask you for a favor. Can you please head on over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast? My husband and I put so much work into creating it for y'all every single week, and it would mean the world to us to get your feedback. So press pause, go leave us a raving review, and then imagine me hugging you right through your phone screen. All right, let's get back into the show. The third habit that I want you to start practicing now so that you can hustle sanely your way through the holidays is designating white space activities and or meditation. I kind of put these together. You get a two for one because I feel like they go hand in hand. I did an episode not too long ago where I shared that when I take showers, which is something that I do daily, hopefully you too, that is my designated white space activity. So what does that mean? It It's a time for my brain to just be. It's no secret that we are on consumption overload all day, every day, some good and some not so good. But having a designated time in your day that allows your mind to decompress is so important for our mental health. And not only that, but it's important for our creativity, too. I picture our brains as balloons. So they're expanding all day as we blow content into them books, movies, podcasts, music, stories, videos, blog posts, whatever. If you pump too much content into the balloon, it's going to bust. It's going to pop. Having this white space is a time for your brain to digest what you've been consuming because you can't digest if you're constantly being fed, right? So white space is just a time when you don't have any outside sources pumping information into your brain. It's pretty simple. It's intentional quiet time. Anytime that I get in the Hour, it's just me, my breath, and my thoughts. I imagine my brain releasing a big sighing exhale every time that I step in the shower. My brain is probably like, oh my gosh, finally some peace and quiet. So choose something that you do every day already that's at least 10 minutes long and make that your designated white space. Maybe it's your commute, your morning walk, your workout, your lunch break, whatever works best for you. And a little bonus, this is usually when my best idea ideas come to me. When I'm meditating or doing my quiet white space every day, business ideas, fun ways that I want to celebrate my loved ones, all of those kinds of things, I get my best ideas during this time. I'm giving these ideas space to grow because I'm pausing consuming for a little bit each day. That brings us to the fourth habit that I want you to start doing now so that you can make sure that you're hustling sanely through the holidays, and it is intentional communal check-ins. This is a newer one that my husband and I have been practicing, and it has been so incredible, you guys. I'm really disciplined at checking in with myself in the mornings when I'm journaling, but sometimes we can forget to share the real heart stuff with our people because we either think it's not worth sharing or it seems too hard or too uncomfortable to share it. So instead, we end up asking each other questions like, how are you? How was your day? And then we respond with things like, oh, good or oh, busy. Like surface level conversation is the bane of my existence. I dread it. Listen, I know that it has its place, but when it comes to spending time with my loved ones, it's a no for me. Like I would rather sit in silence than have some dry surface level conversation in Instead, I like to prioritize having meaningful conversation, even if it takes more thought and energy, because that's what's going to cause the relationship to thrive. Having meaningful conversations with your loved ones is one of the best ways to nurture a relationship. When we stick to surface level conversations, I think unintentional walls are built and that prevents us from learning and growing together. So, my husband and I started doing this thing where instead of asking each other the surface level questions, we ask more thought-provoking ones. So I have three examples for you that I'm going to give you now. The first one is, how is your heart right now? The second one is, what is stressing you out right now? The third one, what are you excited about right now? So we ask one another these questions at least once a week. And at first, I'm not going to lie, it felt a little foreign and a little bit awkward, but it's totally worth it because now we're having more meaningful conversations, which is helping us grow as individuals and together as a couple. So whatever intentional communal check-ins look like for you, do them. Maybe it's calling your best friend on the way to work and asking her these questions or similar questions to these. Maybe it's FaceTiming your mom once a week after dinner and asking her these questions or similar questions. We were created to do life together in community and asking these kinds of questions helps us not stay isolated in our own thoughts, triumphs, and struggles. And that brings us to the fifth and final habit that I want you to start implementing right now so you can hustle sanely your way through the holiday season. And I'm calling it Sabbath, but another way that you can word it is just intentional rest. And this is the one that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that is the newest for me, but Dang, you guys. Talk about having a major impact. If you've never heard the word Sabbath before, it's basically a day of rest and worship. I learned about it as a little girl in church, but it was kind of just like briefly mentioned. I never really understood what it actually was until I started learning this past summer from John Mark Comer, who I talk about often. I love his books and I love his sermons. He's the pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. I shared two of his books in in I think two weeks ago, an episode here. And I, like I said, I listened to all of his sermons, but the books that I shared, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, but then this one specifically Garden City, that one Garden City, it breaks down why Sabbath is so important. So here's a little backstory for you, which it's, probably not a secret. I work from home and I love what I do. I'm also what I like to call a recovering workaholic. It is so easy for me to open my laptop and write or create because I really love to do it. But I also know that when I am always on when it comes to doing, I start to hit burnout and then I resent my work and I clam up and I want to do nothing. So fun fact if you didn't know, I'm a 3 on the Enneagram and when threes are operating unhealthily, we go to a nine and we become lazy and complacent. So like think of a sloth kind of. Now, that is not my nature. So I know that when I'm feeling like that, it's probably because I've been burning the candle at both ends for too long. When I'm always go, 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 that's when I start to reach this point. Even if the go, go, go is filled with doing work that I love. But incorporating Sabbath into my weekly routine, it was hard for me at first because I really could not imagine taking an entire day to just rest and worship. But you guys, the benefits mentally, physically, and spiritually are so rewarding. I have been taking Sunday as my Sabbath day. I go to church and worship with my community in the morning. And then during the day, I rest. Now, I talked about this two-ish weeks ago in a weekly email that I sent out to you guys, but rest is not the same as sleep. Rest is what you do to recharge, so it looks different for everyone. Rest for me is being outdoors, whether it's biking, paddleboarding, rollerblading, it's reading, it's doodling on my iPad, it's enjoying a technology-free meal with my loved ones. But for you, maybe rest looks like gardening, playing board games, taking a bath, writing, to me, there's no wrong way to rest. As long as you are doing something that refuels and refreshes you, then you are resting. So for me personally, I don't have a lot of rules when it comes to how I do Sabbath. I steer clear of working so I don't open my laptop and I also try to avoid running errands or doing anything like that. I will say that I spend around 30 minutes at the end of the day on Sunday prepping for the week ahead because that is a form of rest for me. Making a plan for the coming week kind of puts my mind at ease and it energizes me. So figure out what intentional rest looks like for you and make it a weekly habit. Schedule it in. Get it on your calendar. So those are the five habits that have changed my life for the better and that I recommend you incorporate into your daily and weekly routines ASAP. Seriously. Make them a part of your life. I have actually been using this book called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook, and then the little tagline is Practices That Transform Us, and the author is, hopefully I say this right, Adele Alberg Calhoun, and I've been using this book to help me learn and grow in these types of practices, um, and it's it's been an incredibly helpful tool, so if you feel like you need some help in digging deeper into practices like these, I would highly recommend recommend this book it's all about spiritual disciplines what they are why they're important how you can incorporate them in your life so go check out that book if this interests you at all anyway that's what I've got for y'all this week don't forget about the giveaway and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show I hope that it blessed you right where you're at If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more hustle sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.